0: Radio, podcast, on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. I've got my Red Rubio's tea right here with me, ready for another exciting adventure with you. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're driving. Maybe you're on a subway. Maybe you're... I don't know what you're doing. But I'm glad you're listening. I want to take a minute to thank everyone who has taken the time to share these podcasts with other people. And uh, That's happening And to those of you who have written to me You know, if you've written to me I I just want to tell you it, It really means a lot It reaches me I do not take it for granted So Gotta start By saying that You can write to me At sarcastic big book At gmail I am eventually going to talk about that book Which You know I'm just thrilled about how it has been received And How many people get it completely That it's It's uh Comes from the most loving place And uh You know, it's making people laugh, and it's making people think, and it's just done its job already. I'm just thrilled. And we'll talk about that more. But uh, today, I thought we'd talk about uh, resentments. It's a popular subject if you're in recovery. The book Alcoholics Anonymous says... That resentment destroys more alcoholics than anything else It also says That these resentments must be mastered And uh, So I'm right there couple of really compelling reasons to talk about it I remember the first time I did the uh, inventory I've done that I guess a proper inventory telling myself I'm doing the four step um, twice technically but I think I've probably shared it when I do when I, I, I when I'm stuck in life, Feeling uncomfortable for a considerable period I'll I'll sit down and I'll do a Quote unquote 10 step Just like it's a 4 step So I still do that But um, <clears throat> I mean the first time I did it I didn't Know what the hell I was doing at all And Took everything in me to Pay attention to a You know A sentence From anyone it wasn't really comprehending much of what was being told to me at that point by anybody But uh, I did uh, do an inventory And I didn't know what I was doing But It was effective it changed me It changed me because When I got to the fourth column A miracle happened In that I was able to start looking at it From a perspective other than A selfish perspective Meaning, I began to look at the people I was mad at with compassion. I can see my part. I can start to see it. I can start to see my selfishness. I know a lot of people struggle with this. They'll do the inventory and they'll hate themselves. And I'm very grateful that that was not my experience. I was able to, you know, if I'm if I'm hating myself, that's I'm still in self. I mean, and uh, that's happened to me in recovery, you know, thousands of times, of course. But um, while I was doing the inventory, that didn't happen. I was able to really understand enough. Couldn't articulate it, but something happened to me. But the second time I did it, it was explained to me in a way that really permanently made sense. And changed how I look at virtually everything in life, and that's what I'm gonna talk about. So, the first time I did the inventory, I didn't understand the plot. I didn't understand the point. That was fine, but like I was saying, the second time I did it, I the plot was explained to me. It's just in the book. I don't know how I missed this. It's in the book. It says, uh, you know, when it's starting the inventory, it says, being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us, we considered its common manifestations. My understanding of this is. We are going to look for the most common ways selfishness shows up in our life. Because it was explained to me that the plot of the fourth step is to remove whatever self will has blocked you from God. You can look at it like spiritual Drano. The way it was explained to me. So, I'm blocked from God and I'm blocked from God from self, but I can't see my selfishness. I'm too selfish to see my selfishness. So, self can't see it, self. So, that's why the book doesn't start by saying, in step four, okay, where have you been selfish? Selfish. Because everyone that I've ever known at that stage would likely say something along the lines of, I'm not that selfish. Other people are selfish. I'm not that selfish. Or I'm a little selfish, but, you know, but I wouldn't really see it. So this is what it was explained to me that really helped me. So the guy, Mike, who went through the book in a nonlinear fashion and emerged with this message that's crystal clear and that has changed my life, changed a long time ago. And uh, he said, um, you know, he used to have a tomato plant and the tomatoes kept disappearing and he didn't know why. And somebody said, you have a tomato worm. And he went out and looked for the worm. He couldn't find the worm. And they said, no, you can't see it. It blends into the plant. It looks like a leaf. You can't see it. It's hiding. It's hiding. You have to look for its droppings. And then you find the droppings, and then you can trace the droppings back to the worm. You can find the worm. And Mike said, that's exactly what this fourth step inventory process is like we're looking for the worm which is the selfishness but we can't see it it's hiding so we have to look for its droppings the ways it shows up the things it leaves behind the ways we can tell that it's there you know we're looking for a fire so you know we, you know we look for the smoke So I'm, you know, I'm not selfish. And then, you know, I have a hundred resentments and that's like a hundred pieces of shit (laughs) from this worm that's pretty big. So this is the way it was explained to me and it really reached me. And I thought it was really beautiful and really helpful. You know, they have those examples of the first three columns laid out. I'm mad at this Because of this, and it affects this. For example, the guy, he's mad at his employer, but he steals from his employer and he drinks on the job, but he's mad at his employer. He's a terrible employee showing up drunk and stealing from the company but he's pissed at his boss he's mad at his wife even though he's he's cheating on her he's a terrible husband he's cheating on her and he has her so afraid that she wants to put the house in her name but she's a bitch he's mad at her It's like the, at this phase He can't see the worm He can't see his part He can't see the selfishness And so the big book And it's, I think Divinely inspired brilliance Tricks us And says "We're, we're the, the goal of this is to You know Find the worm Find your selfishness But we know you're not selfish We know you're awesome So we're not even going to ask So instead of that What are your resentments? And they make that worm shit. (laughs) Does that make sense? And then all of a sudden you're like, wow. Okay. So I'm sitting there thinking, I don't, there's not really a worm. I'm not selfish. And then all of a sudden there's this huge pile of manifestations. I hope that makes sense. Then it was explained to me. It really helped me. And then, you know, it goes on and says, what are some more common manifestations of self? We're looking for the most common ways that self shows up in our life and the the ways that the book chooses to use here in the four-step resentments, fears, and sex problems. These are three areas where self most commonly shows up in our life, I'm not. I'm not selfish. I'm afraid of everything, but I'm not selfish. And so on, and so on. We'll talk about that another time. But I wanted to talk about resentments, and uh, I wanted to talk about this because you know, AA is a huge part of my life. I have a lot of friends in the fellowship. But most of my time is spent a lot of my time is spent with people in and around the fellowship and you know, I go to on average uh, five, six it varies but five, six meetings a week. And I just can't tell you how many times I've talked to somebody and they they say, um, that fucking asshole this and that and that, you know, and I don't have a resentment. But, you know, it's all good, but I'm not mad. You know, fuck them. I never want to see them again. I'm not mad, though. I don't have a resentment, though. I mean, it's just, I don't know if that's like that where you are, but, you know, that's been my experience wherever I've been in and around AA. Just, lots of that and i take that as a lesson to myself you know whenever i start wanting to talk about something or somebody like that i i hear it i hear it i hear myself you know is this a resentment yeah you're mad So what I have come to see is that imagine a imagine a teeter totter, if you will. And on one end of the teeter totter is a resentment. And the other end of the teeter totter is real understanding. And in my life, these things are fixed this way, meaning if I have a resentment, the teeter totters that way, but the resentment up in the air, and real understanding on the ground. I have no real understanding, and while even out that thing, I have some real understanding and some resentment. But tilt it the other way So resentment's on the ground And real understanding is in the air Meaning When I really understand There's no resentment You know, the big book says These resentments must be mastered And that means that It doesn't mean we're not going to get them We're going to get them they are going to get them forever. But master means we have the upper hand. They're going to give us a tool that we can use that will give us the upper hand be able to get rid of these things. And the tool for that is first we make real that people who wrong us are perhaps spiritually sick, just like us. And then Ultimately, ask God how you can be helpful to him. And uh, we'll talk about that more next time. Um, That part of it. Because there's a lot there. So... Yeah. Oh no, I. I shared about uh, my spiritual awakening that I had thirty years ago. The bouquet of fingers of blame, the resentments that I had at everyone. And everything, I resented the world. I resented being born. I resented my parents. I resented my. Family for moving Abandoning me I resented My Girlfriends My teachers I resented all of them So But I didn't think I was selfish <laughs> But I resented So many I had a lot of resentments And uh Yeah. Normally these days I don't I don't feel that I get mad At things And people On a regular basis I mean I live in this world I'm surrounded by people Out there in the world That uh, Do not have to try to live a spiritual life and I I must I want to now, but I must I'm, I'm surrounded by people, people who don't have to And uh, You know Happens, I get mad I'm grateful that I'm not afraid to express When I'm mad There's a healthy way to do it There's a way to express being mad it doesn't lead to my having to make amends to anyone <laughs> And, uh Because the book uses anger and resentment And grouch and grudge Kind of interchangeably Um Sometimes these are confusing subjects, but, you know, we're people, we're going to get mad. It's going to happen. I'm not afraid to get mad. Happens. I'm grateful for that. But uh, I can't harbor these feelings. I can't uh, re-feel these things. I can't uh, re-feel these things over and over again. I can't. Let it block me Sit there Blocked from the sunlight of the spirit Hmm. So these are things to think about today You know We'll do part two of this Very quickly here But uh, that feels good for today We can talk about it a lot, more than just an episode or two, that's for sure. Resentment's, uh, everyone that I've ever known who's gone out has been pissed off about something. So, anyways, we'll continue this. I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. We do the same. You know?